2: You're listening to the JR Sport Brief on CBS Sports Radio.
3: It is the JR Sport Brief show on CBS Sports Radio. I'm coming to you live from Atlanta, Georgia. Thank you to everybody tuned in and locked in all over North America. You could be on the free Odyssey app. You could tune in on your local CBS Sports Radio affiliate. You could be locked in on Sirius XM, channel 158, or could be tuning in right now on a smart speaker. All you got to do is ask that speaker to play CBS Sports Radio. I'm going to be rolling with you for the next three hours. I get started 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 Pacific. Thank you to Chris Vanini from The Athletic for coming through to join us to discuss the college football playoff. We've had a lot of action tonight. Some good, fortunately, some bad. Good news for the Indiana Pacers. They eliminate the Boston Celtics. The final score, 122-112. to 112. And The Indiana Pacers advance to Vegas here in the NBA in season tournament. Tyrese Halliburton ends the night with a triple-double. We'll talk about that and, and, and here's some of the big plays, including a four-point play before the night is up. We'll get to that. Also, uh, unfortunate news uh, down in Jacksonville. Not only are the Jacksonville Jaguars currently tied up as the Bengals attempt a field goal, 28, and the Bengals just knock it in. The Bengals take a lead, 31-28. to The Cincinnati Bengals lead the Jacksonville Jaguars. Uh, minutes ago on the Jaguars' last possession, uh, Trevor Lawrence got the inside of his ankle stepped on by his own offensive lineman. Uh, he twisted and fell to the ground. And then as he tried to get up, couldn't, he had to take a knee. He threw his helmet down. Uh, He had some uh, attendants and the medical staff uh, come over to get him. And why Trevor Lawrence didn't get a cart. I have no idea because he sure as hell took a long ass walk uh, back to the locker room. And we don't know the extent of the injury. I'm sure that we'll have some type of update on Trevor Lawrence and his ankle Uh, Before the night is over, I don't know, possibly a high ankle sprain, hopefully not a a break. Uh, The Jacksonville Jaguars have a record of eight and three. They're trying to roll their way into the postseason. Even looking at this game, Jake Browning completing 26 of 30 passes, 315 yards. He has rushed for a touchdown. He's also thrown for one, a 76-yard bomb to Jamar Chase. Uh, Not what anybody expected. Uh, from the Bengals with no Joe Burrow and uh, Trevor Lawrence going down, yeah, that that ain't good. That's probably the worst result, probably worse than a potential uh, Jacksonville Jaguars loss. And and Shep, who the hell is this guy? Who who is the backup?
4: Uh, C.J. Beathard.
3: Man, no, nobody want to see this guy. <laughs> this man hasn't been seen since uh, I think San Francisco. It's between him and Jimmy Garoppolo as to. Uh, who was going to get injured, and, and who was going to get hurt. So what's, what's the deal with, with Lawrence? Yeah. Anything?
4: Well, Jr. I mean, you mentioned it. Obviously, you know, uh, his teammate um, Walker Little steps on the ankle. Uh, Trevor slams his helmet to the ground. He's and to your point, surprised he's actually not carted off considering it is his home field. Um, but with that being said, the latest we're actually hearing, Jr. is he's questionable to return.
3: What he he drank some of that Aaron Rogers juice, is that what it is? Hey,
4: this is from Lisa Salter's mouth and and we don't we don't I know you don't doubt Lisa Salter's. I mean that's that's her report.
3: Yeah, she's not a liar like that. Uh, what's that other woman's name?
4: Uh Car- Carissa Thompson or Aaron Aaron Drews, Which one? They're no, both the liars. No, I know. The liar. Car- Car- they're both they're both, but Carissa Thompson is the liar that was most notable the last couple of weeks.
3: Ah, okay. Yeah, Lisa Salter said that he can come back possibly then. Yeah. Yeah, that, that looked terrible. So, yeah, we'll, we'll keep you up to date on that as it continues on. Uh, there's just so much. And then we'll, we'll get into Zach Wilson and the Jets, and we'll talk Chiefs and Eagles. They took some bad losses yesterday. Uh, 49ers certainly uh, in a good place. And then uh, more college football playoff. junior I
4: mean, I'm sorry to ask you this. Do you mind if, yes. I just a quick question because I know there's so much to cover. C.J. Beathard is 2-10 is, is and 10 in his career. Joe Flacco is one and eight over the last five years. Is it just me, or are the backups in the NFL getting worse and worse by the year?
3: I I don't know if I'd say the backups are getting worse. I think that the the, the quarterback play, and this is why Tom Brady pretty much uh, said what he said a couple of weeks ago. Tom Brady said that the play in the league right now is is mediocre. That's just what it is. I I, I don't know if I'd expand any past that. Nobody ever wants to see the backup play. I think that we've, and I, I could be wrong, I, I don't have the stats and the numbers in front of me, but I think with the style of play, uh, we got more quarterbacks going down more than ever. I think that's what that boils down to. 855 cbs It's 855 cbs And so as of right now, if the Jacksonville Jaguars want to win this game, they're going to count on C.J. Beathard, to lead the way as he is currently on the field here to start this series. And he proceeds to fumble the ball away, which luckily the Jacksonville Jaguars get their hands on eight, five, five, two, one, two, four CBS. Jason is calling from Alabama. You're on the J.R. Sport show. Go ahead, Jason.
5: Hey man. Yeah. I just want to chime in a little bit. And I apologize if I repeat something I haven't been listening all night, but like y'all were just talking about the, uh, comical backup quarterback play. Well, that's what you see if you send Florida State to the to the playoff. So, and I understand, I, I feel for Florida State fans. I really do. I feel for their players. But if you want to see the four best teams, I mean, you're lying if you're saying Florida State's one of them right now. And it's not to say the whole, whole season doesn't matter, but teams develop. Teams get better. Bama had quarterback issues at the beginning of the season. They worked through it. They went through three quarterbacks. So, Texas got them at their worst. And the SEC, it carries weight for a reason. I know everybody hates to hear it, but it's the truth. They've earned it. And, I mean, Florida State, this is a fact. Everybody got Google on their phone. You can look it up. Florida State has been invited multiple times to join the SEC. They turned it down. And Bobby Vaughn even said, and this is what he said, it's just too difficult to win a title going through the SEC. So you made your choice right there. And that's, that's in the 90s. The SEC's only gotten better. ACC's gotten worse. He said that in the 90s. So All right. You think well, for Th- Th- I don't disagree with anything an you SEC?
3: said, Jason. Thank you. Okay. I, I guess, Jason, I don't – I don't know if he thought he was uh, making a, a point that I didn't make or feel, but I don't I don't disagree with anything that he just said. I don't think Florida State belongs. It's it's quite simple and we heard this from Chris Vanini. I mean, what the hell is the idea of having a college football playoff if you're not gonna go out there and have the, the, the top four teams? And uh it's 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 pretty clear. When you have to deal with the injuries that Florida State has had to deal with, whether it's Jordan Travis and and Rottermaker, like, like what, what's the point of having them in? To get smashed? I mean, they, they barely went out there and beat Florida. They barely went out there and beat Louisville. And, and why the hell would I think it would be any different against one of the top teams? Just to give them the chance? Look, it, it, it's not just Florida State competing against themselves. It's them competing against the other four. And the other four teams actually have a they, – they're looking better. They're looking more complete than Florida State. So, yeah, it sucks. And I've said this, life ain't fair. When Florida State is out, so tough. It's not fair that they haven't won. The toughest part is that they don't have a quarterback. And so what? So they should just be thrown or given a bone. They should be rewarded for being undefeated. There are other teams that look stronger. It's really that simple. And how about the the, the chair here of the college football uh, playoff, Book Oregon. He talked about this on ESPN. He made it very clear why Florida State was not in, and this is what he had to say about the teams that made it. Listen.
5: I think in looking at it, and again, that, that, that was the decision, was Alabama at four. Florida State is a different team than they were through the first 11 weeks. Uh, Coach Norvell, their players, their fans, you know uh, an incredible season. But as you look at who they are as a team right now, uh, without Jordan Travis, without the offensive dynamic, That he brings to it. They are a different team. And the committee voted uh, Alabama 4 and Florida State 5.
3: Yeah, as simple as that. Well, of course, everybody was upset. Florida was upset. Georgia was upset. Here, let's listen to head coach of the Seminoles. This is Mike Norvell. He was on ESPN yesterday. And he talked about the disappointment, the sadness, the pain. About being left out of the college football playoff. You know, I was just hurt for our players. I mean, to be honest with you, that was you uh, know, um, it's one of the tougher moments I've had to experience. And you know, just for all that they've done, you know, you talk you you talk to a team about uh, you know
5: responding to adversity, getting up, and going to. Uh, uh, give all that you can to be able to find a way to win a college football game. And, uh, you know, like Coach Mart said, it is hard. I mean, it's
3: hard to do. It's hard to, um, you know, to, especially when you face some of the adversities that, that we've had uh, you hear this year, whether it's injury or just different things to overcome, but, uh, um, you know, it's it's all part of it. And, uh, you know, as we tell our team all the time, you know, your, your truest identity shows up in, in times of great adversity and we faced it and, you know, they put it on display. Um, so that was, that was really that, uh, that
6: feeling in the moment.
3: Yeah, you, you heard Mike Norvell refer to uh, Coach Smart, obviously referring to Kirby Smart. And why was he referring to Kirby Smart? Because they're going to play each other in the Orange Bowl. Yeah, th- these are the two runner-up teams that won't be participating in the top four of the college football playoff. And Kirby Smart, he was right there with uh, Mike Norvell being joined by Zoom uh, on ESPN. And Kirby Smart pretty much said, of course, yeah, we are disappointed, just like everybody else, that we didn't make the college football playoff. But we're thankful that we do got a game and that it's against Florida State.
5: I mean, I empathize with anybody that, that goes undefeated and doesn't get in. I empathize with our players because I personally feel like we deserve to be in. So, I mean, we've got a really good football team, and we're considered number one in the country all year and then fail. So we got a hornet's nest around here, too, of some players that are disappointed, too. So that works both ways. The good news is we got each other to go play. And uh, I know they'll be up for us, and we'll be up for them.
3: It sounds like a- – I don't want to say a, a miserable excuse, but what else is he supposed to do, right? He got to try to make his players feel happy about something. Not everybody's going to play. Guys are going to be like, I ain't playing. I'm going to the NFL. Why am I playing in this stupid orange bowl? This is a, I don't even want to call it a proper consolation prize. This is almost a, why the hell do we care type thing? Georgia out, Florida stayed out. I'm not opposed to uh, Alabama making it. 11 straight victories. The only loss against uh, Texas. uh, Jalen Milrow has gotten hot. The entire team has gotten hot. And Nick Saban, he spoke to ESPN, too. And most times, Nick Saban sounds like a miserable you-know-what. This time, Nick Saban, he was thrilled. Listen to him sound enthusiastic and effusive.
5: It was a tough night. I didn't sleep a lot. Uh, because there's a lot of good teams out there. Uh, Florida State's certainly a good team, and to go undefeated in their league, and uh, it's unfortunate that some good team had to get left out, but I really think that our team earned the right to be here. Uh, He beat number one Georgia in the SEC championship game. Uh, They've worked hard all year to improve, and uh, I'm really proud of what they've been able to accomplish together as a team.
3: Uh, Nick Saban, I mean, and this is what all the coaches do. Following the conference champion games, conference championship games, all of these coaches are politicking hard, stating their case for the college football playoff on on Saturday, and well, we know Alabama made it in, and as you just heard, Georgia, two-time national champs, coming off of a 29-game winning streak, Florida State, undefeated this season, they don't get in. Texas goes and so does Alabama. 855-212-4CBS. That's 855-212-4CBS. Gary, he's calling from New Hampshire. You're on CBS Sports Radio.
4: Yes, I heard you on the other station over the weekend. You sounded great. Uh, my question to you is, because uh, it was coming in staticky from New York to Boston, uh, what's the thing? They want to name Dion Sanders in the top ten list of the sports of the year? No,
3: so in, in th- I'm going to answer that, Gary, and thank you for calling from uh, New Hampshire. As uh, CJ Beathard, how about this? Takes the Jacksonville Jaguars on a drive to tie the game up. Jacksonville Jaguars just kick a field goal. The game is tied at 31 all, 26 seconds left in the game as the Jags have tied this up. McManus. Uh, kicking a field goal to tie the game up at 31 let's see if we get into overtime and also by the way let's see if we do make it to overtime whether or not Trevor Lawrence is going to be back behind center uh, if we do move forward 855-212-4CBS that's 855-212-4CBS and thank you so much for listening from New Hampshire Shep did you have any idea WFAN signal went up to New Hampshire did you know
4: that I actually did not know that. Um, there's a lot of people that, that tweet at me over the weekend and say, man, your, your guy JR is amazing on WFAN. Sean Marash, uh, a couple of times, and, and you know, he's he's definitely made bones for himself at uh, WFAN these past couple months. He he compliments you all the time whenever he sees me, man. So I'm, I'm glad WFAN gets to hear your magic every single Saturday. Um, I don't know if it does go to New Hampshire. I just know that people who live in New Hampshire happen to love you and will stream you um, on the Odyssey app where they you, can get WFN.
3: Do you think that man utilized a streaming device to listen to? I them?
4: do. I do. I, li- I like Gary from New Hampshire. He's a, he's an he avid caller. He's been a fan of stati- for a long time.
3: He said it was staticky.
4: Yeah, I don't know if WFN goes to New Hampshire, though.
3: I don't think it would, but I mean, <laughs> right. I, maybe he got it. Listen, man, he got a special radio. He got one of the first radios ever.
4: Well, and, and we love Gary, but I I I also thought, at this point, he would have been aware that Deion Sanders was named Sports Illustrated trader Person of the Year. That was like seven days ago. Yeah. So, now, I'm
3: still trying to understand how the hell he listened in New Hampshire to the New York station.
4: I'm kind of disappointed for Deion Sanders. He broke up with his beautiful fiance, man. I was disappointed.
3: Tracy Edmonds? Yeah,
4: beautiful woman. Accomplished. Smart. I'm surprised uh, they broke up. Well. Sad.
3: Yeah, well, we don't know the circumstances, right? Now. Is
4: it ever really a mutual decision, J.R.? That, so that's, what? To, to break up like that's what they want us to believe i don't i don't buy that for you a don't second
3: know. you've never broken up with somebody
4: i mean of course you break up with someone but it's never mutual there's always
3: no, no, no but that's what i'm saying what's what's so difficult to believe
4: well, be, well there's always someone that wants to hang on a little bit it's it, there's no such thing as a mutual breakup it sounds nice and it makes for good copy and it makes for less drama, so no one gets asked and, and uh, bombarded about it. But yeah. there's no such thing as a mutual parting of ways, just like in sports.
3: Who, we don't know who wanted to break up.
4: Well, we I understand. Know. I, no, I get why they would do it. I just don't buy it. And I think, yeah, that's all.
3: Uh, I mean, but he's busy, she's busy. Yeah, I mean, sometimes I think that makes it a little bit easier. When uh, you never see each other. I know,
4: you know? He's, I know he's prime time, but I, I would never be too busy for Tracy Edmonds. Just saying. Uh, well,
3: how much they paying him?
4: Uh, not enough. He was the face of college football this year.
3: Uh, well, I mean, <laughs> college football would have to pay him and not, not Colorado. Right, right. Speaking of uh, Dion, yes, I don't know how, uh, what was his name, Shep? The gentleman from New Hampshire?
4: Uh, our friend Gary from New Hampshire.
3: Hey, Gary, man, I, look, first of all, congratulations to you. Thank you. Yes, you can listen to me Saturdays in New York on WFAN. That's that's the first thing. Uh, A second, yes, Deion Sanders, he wasn't in the top ten. For Sports Illustrated Sports Person of the Year, Deion Sanders was named Sports Illustrated Person of the Year. He got that despite uh, Buffalo going four and eight, and one of the reasons, and we talked about this right here on CBS Sports Radio last week, is that uh, Sports Illustrated finds Deion uh, to be a a uh, kind of a conduit to the growth of, of Colorado. Not necessarily just on a football field, but for enrollment, for interest, for the community. And that's why they gave him Sports Person of the Year. We also talked about the fact that, quite frankly, who cares about Sports Illustrated, right? The biggest thing, the biggest brand for Sports Illustrated happens to be the swimsuit issue. And I don't even know if people care about that the way that they used to. By the way, Jacksonville, Cincinnati, they're tied at 31-all. They are going into overtime. Who would have thought this? C.J. Beathard, Jake Browning, two star quarterbacks in the NFL going at it as they try to lead their teams to victory. It's the battle of the backups. It's the JR Sport Brief Show here with you on CBS Sports Radio. Speaking of Deion Sanders, he weighed in on Florida State not making the college football playoff. We're going to hear from Dion on the other side of the break. We'll talk about some NBA in-season tournament action. We'll give you an update on Monday Night Football as it continues on because, of course, it's the backups. you got to love them. It's the JR Sport Brief Show, CBS Sports Radio.
2: You're listening to the JR Sport Brief on CBS Sports Radio. Listening to the JR Sport Brief on CBS Sports Radio. I do think you're one of the best people in radio right now, hands down. I've heard everybody. You got the gift, and I appreciate, you know, your intelligence and your honesty. Call in now at 855-212-4CBS.
3: It is the JR Sport Brief show here on CBS Sports Radio. Cincinnati Bengals and the Jacksonville Jaguars, they are currently in overtime. The game is tied at 31-all. About six and a half minutes left here in this game. C.J. Beathard in for an injured or hurt Trevor Lawrence. Trevor Lawrence goes down in the fourth quarter. His own offensive lineman steps on the inside of his ankle. Trevor Lawrence goes down in a heap and is uh, walked and ushered to the locker room. Lisa Salter said that he was questionable at this rate. Uh, we ain't going to see him for the rest of the game. This is now the C.J. Beathard show. Meanwhile, we know for the Cincinnati Bengals, we ain't going to see Joe Burrow for the rest of the season, and that, quite frankly, uh, Jake Browning has had a, a, a damn good a game here as, wow, the Jacksonville Jaguars may be, may be pulling up on a uh, – on a game-winning touchdown. We'll keep you up to date as this game continues on. 855-212-4CBS.
4: They just called holding.
3: Yeah, just called holding, I see. Yep, that, that long bomb going back. Anton Harrison called for holding on the offensive line as C.J. Beathard threw an absolute bomb out to Calvin Ridley, but it won't count. Let's see if they, uh, they'll have, probably have to go out there and maybe – Settled for a field goal if they can get it. 855-212-4CBS. Right before we went to break, did talk to you, or we had a call. Caller hit us up about Deion Sanders and Dion winning sports person of the year for Sports Illustrated. Yes, we discussed that last week. We also know a few other things. That Colorado, their season is over. That Deion Sanders needs to go shopping for an offensive line. He needs to pull in some new recruits. But Dion, he spoke to Dan Levitard, and Deion Sanders did have some words about his alma mater, Florida State. We know Dion is a Seminole, and he was asked about them going into the college football playoff. And I think Dion had a more of a surprising answer than anyone would expect or think about. This is what Dion had to say about the Seminoles not making the top
6: four. Well, I can't be upset. We're recruiting against those guys. You got to understand that this is business now. So <laughs> I, can't, I can't be mad. But when you you gotta look at it, So a lot of people don't look at it as business. I look at it as this is entertainment, but this is business. So it's no way you're gonna leave Coach Saban in Alabama out of a playoffs. Who should be really upset? Not only Florida State, but Kirby Smart. He's been with number one for the last two years or three years, and they're out. What about them? I mean, this is unbelievable. I want those problems. Give me those problems.
3: Yeah, I want those problems. Give me those problems. Yeah, he, he wants to be in the college football playoff. Well, if, if you took a listen to our interview earlier on in the show, uh, thank you again to Chris Vanini for joining us from The Athletic. Joined us last hour. He says uh, the next couple of months are going to be crucial for Deion Sanders as he tries to uh, restock his roster. As he tries to uh, restock the coaches' room with some of the coaches who have departed from Colorado, and uh, you know we, we have no idea what the situation is going to be, you know, with his son. His son unfortunately fractured his back behind that crap offensive line, and so yeah, th- there are going to be some changes in Colorado. And Dion admitted this himself. This has been uh, this been tough for him. His first time really facing some adversity. He said this could be the Toughest time of his life. He might be right about that. 855-212-4CBS. That's 855-212-4CBS. Well, Jamar Chase, did he come down with that? He sure as hell did. Next score wins. About four and a half minutes left here in overtime. 31-31 Cincinnati and Jacksonville. They are all tied up let's go ahead and hit the phones and let's talk to uh super Dave. he's calling from the d and the area you're on cbs sports radio what's going on super dave how are you
6: hey jr man thanks for taking my call what up though how you doing what's going you from detroit hey, hey look look i used to live in uh in detroit man i used to be in the united states air force but i'm born and raised washington dc but i know a little okay. bit about that what up though
3: yeah, that's why I'm like, okay, you hit me with the hit
6: me
3: <laughs> with some Detroit from the DMV. What's
6: up? Yeah, I got much love. Shout out to everybody across the country, man. Midwest, East Coast, West Coast, much love, and definitely down south. Um, really quick, man, I just want to touch bases. Uh, I'm a Washington uh, Redskins, Washington Commanders diehard fan. You know the state of my team right now, bro. We're not looking too good. Matter of fact, you know how we roll because you come to the National Harbor, so you know how we do in this area about the Commanders.
3: In, I was just in D.C. last week,
6: yes. So you know how we roll. My question is to you with the state of the franchise, um, have you seen enough from Sam Howell to say that's the guy moving forward? And I only ask you this because the way our season is going, I mean, right now in the draft is tomorrow, we got the number four draft pick. So – have you seen enough flashes from Sam Howell to where you want to build this all? Because he don't have no time. We know we need an offensive line. So, do you go get offensive linemen, the left tackles from Notre Dame and things like that? Or do you move up and go get you a quarterback? Like, that's my question. Do you think Sam Howell is our guy?
3: Well, I think he has, I think he has the potential to be a starter in the NFL. I don't know if he's okay. going to get that full chance and opportunity here. With Washington, I, this is the larger issue i i haven't focused in on what Washington needs to do in the draft, and i haven't focused in on that because realistically I, I think that there's going to come a point in time, and it might be at the end of the season where Josh Harris is going to clean house man that's it like so Sam Howell it's like moving into anybody's house if if I'm moving into a house and somehow the old owner left the couch. Am I going to leave it there? Probably not. It may sit around there for a couple of days until I get the junk man to come and move it out. Uh, so I, I don't see a scenario. I wouldn't be optimistic about him sticking around, but it really depends on what takes place. Look, Ron Rivera is going to be gone. I think we know that. Is, uh, is, is, is Marty Mayhew going to be out the door next? I'm not so sure. Uh, he possibly could be gone, but I, I do know this. Josh Harris is going to want to implement his own people and I don't think that bodes well for Sam Howell in the long run. He might get a chance. He might get another opportunity. A la Justin Fields moving from uh, you know, one Ryan to the other. But it, I, I think there are larger issues than,
6: than Sam Howe right now. I, I I I tend to agree. But also man, I feel bad for E B, man, because E B came Every into enemy, a situation man. like this because if they get rid of Rama Vera EB gone, too, and that's going to hinder the development of Sam Howell. That's been a problem with Washington. We get offensive coordinators. They work with a quarterback for a year or two. Next thing you know, they're fired, and then this quarterback is learning a whole new system. For me personally, before I go, um, me personally, I think Sam Howell is good. I don't know if you're going to win because of Sam Howell, but I think if you build around him, you can win with Sam Howe. So instead of going to get, you know, a Caleb Williams, or Drake May, I like what Sam Howe have done this year. He showed flashes. So I think personally, if we build around him, we will be okay. Hey, JR, thanks for taking my call. I appreciate you, bro. I listen to your show all the time. But this is my first time actually talking to you, dog. So listen, keep doing what you do, man. Much love from the DMV. Thanks for taking my call, bro. Peace. <laughs>
3: Thank you, Super Dave, for calling from the DMV. I appreciate the nice words right now. As uh, McPherson is trying to line up on a on a field goal to to ultimately maybe possibly win this game. And thank you, Dave, for bringing up you know young quarterbacks because the NFL got a lot of them. And this is what happens when the league moves on into a different space where it's no longer about development of a quarterback. We don't have veteran quarterbacks who are you know, coming off of the bench after or starting, getting that chance after, you know, three seasons. Guys are getting drafted, and they're getting that opportunity right away. And so, yeah, I I have no idea what in the hell the future is going to hold for Sam Howell. I mean, we just saw, we talked about this, Trevor Lawrence going down after his own uh, offensive lineman, steps on the inside of his ankle. Uh, it's just injuries all over the place. Joe Burrow, this man is getting paid $50-plus plus million a year. He's sitting on the sidelines with his hand in a sling, his arm in a sling. Uh, we got Kirk Cousins who went down. I know he's on the older end of the spectrum. And how about this? Kenny Pickett. Kenny Pickett went down yesterday. Kenny Pickett has a, a high ankle sprain. Uh, he needs surgery. I believe he already had his surgery that took place. And the Steelers, after losing to the Arizona Cardinals, they now have a record of seven and five. And now the world has to look at, gasp, Mitch Trubisky. It's not what anybody wants. And a matter of fact, Mike Tomlin, he took some time today to give us an update on the injury of Kenny Pickett. And this is what Mike Tomlin had to say.
6: Kenny has a high ankle sprain. Uh, He had it surgically repaired this morning in an effort Uh, to accelerate the healing process. Um, Don't have a lot of information on the status of that yet. Uh, Just rest assured uh, that he is out this week. Out this week? High
3: ankle sprains, them suckers take, ah, man, anywhere from a month and a month and a half to, to potentially heal. We ain't got that much time left in the season on the calendar We got about a month left in the year, and the Steelers have five games left on their slate. Their final game of the season, the Steelers will be in Baltimore taking on their rival. They will be taking on those Baltimore Ravens on Sunday, January 7th. And, I mean, if you've watched the Pittsburgh Steelers this year, if you watch them struggle to score, and it doesn't matter if Matt Canada is the OC or not, Steelers are going nowhere. Kenny Pickett is not the QB of the future. It doesn't matter what Mike Tomlin tries to sell you or share to or with you. They ain't doing a damn thing. And the Steelers are going to go through the season. Maybe they finish, you know, just north of 500 again. They have New England next. They have Indianapolis. They have Cincinnati, Seattle. Then they finish against Baltimore. Maybe Mike Tomlin finishes with another positive record. But we know the Steelers ain't no threat. They're going to be thinking about a quarterback. That's just the reality. It's the JR Sport Reshow Show here with you on CBS Sports Radio. So much going on. These referees take forever. Marco Belletti, what are these referees doing? Scratching their asses? Uh,
1: Pretty much. I want to know what the guy's job, though, is basically just to hold up the little TV for the referee to stare at for 20 minutes. Because he looks like he's just like, can I get out of here? Can I leave now? Have you seen enough? Can I oh, walk well, away?
3: That's a better job than that Uh. You saw the chain guy break his leg yesterday? Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. Man, that dude.
1: <laughs> that's not
0: good.
3: That was horrific. Yeah. I, I, mean, I'm,
1: I you... can't even joke about it. But they, if you're, you've been on the sidelines. It comes a lot faster Ooh. than you realize until they're kind of like on top of you if you're a little too close. But damn. That man,
3: oh, his scream. Yeah. I'm going to hear that. Chef, did you hear that guy screaming yesterday? No. <laughs> good for you. Thank you. Alvin Kamara, he, he rolled into some old guy's leg. You know the guys that stand there and don't do nothing with the sticks and stuff?
4: Oh, no. He was like a Joe Paterno on the sideline?
3: Anyway, <laughs> Alvin, Kam- Alvin Kamara, he, he, he rolled into the sideline, and his leg whipped, and he kind of rolled into this guy's leg, and he broke this man's leg. This, this dude was on the ground howling, screaming in agony. Uh, the cameras caught the shot of his broken leg as Alvin Kamara got up. And then even when they turned away, you, you still got the uh, the sound from this dude screaming. And I know we're so used to seeing NFL players go down, break this, break that. And it never looks good. Uh, but a lot of times they mute out the sound and the audio. Uh, but to see or hear what you would say is a civilian with a broken leg howling in pain, it was... Uh, it was a sad scene uh, to watch. And I know the NFL released a statement that he had uh, some surgery. Yes, he had a broken leg, and I think he had a dislocated kneecap. Uh, it's just totally different when you see just a, a and out there uh, getting hurt, just like he was one of the players. Anyway, yeah, everybody's getting hurt, even the dudes standing around on the sideline. It's the JR Sport Brief Show here with you on CBS Sports Radio.
2: You're listening to the JR Sport Brief on CBS Sports Radio. listening to the JR sport brief on CBS Sports Radio.
5: Oh, listen, I appreciate that so much because I'm glad you have the opinion you have because I have one very similar.
2: Call in now at 855-212-4CBS.
3: Yeah, it's it's nice when we can all get along, right? Yeah, I I I hope you don't agree with me or share my opinion all the time. I mean, we're all different, right? Yeah, individuality. Anyway, Damn it, this battle of the backups, this game is done. Jacksonville. The Jaguars lose at home to the Cincinnati Bengals. The final score 34-31. This game took us on a hell of a ride because Trevor Lawrence goes down in the fourth quarter. His own offensive lineman steps on the inside of his ankle. He has to go into the back. He does not return. Uh, Jake Browning had a hell of a game. Starting for the Cincinnati Bengals, starting in place of a Joe Burrow, who sat on the sidelines with his hand in a cast and his arm in a sling. And Cincinnati wins an overtime via field goal. Evan McPherson knocks in a 48-yarder. And Cincinnati wins 34-31. The Cincinnati Bengals now have a record of 6-6. Six and, six. and the Jacksonville Jaguars, their record, they fall to 8 and four. And even before Trevor Lawrence went down, this game was a little too close. You know, Jacksonville, they weren't out of the woods, but you would think, you would think that they would have taken care of a of a team without Joe Burrow. And you have to give a lot of credit to Jake Browning. Tonight, ridiculous. He completed thirty-two of thirty-seven passes. He threw for three hundred and fifty-four yards. He threw a 76-yard touchdown to Jamar Chase, and then he also punched one in from the goal line. Uh, he he punched one in. He did it. Jake Browning had a rushing touchdown as well, and not what you would have expected. You, you think about this game. I'm like, here we go. We got Jacksonville, and we have Cincinnati. There is high potential for this game to be complete ass on Monday Night Football And it was anything but that. It was actually one of the best Monday night football games that we have had uh, this season. Unfortunately, Trevor Lawrence wasn't around to see it at the end, but Jake Browning is certainly going to garner some attention here across the NFL. And, yes, there there are more games here to close out the season, uh, but when you have a disaster like the New York Jets who can't find a quarterback to save their lives, the Cincinnati Bengals pull out Jake Browning off the practice squad from a few weeks ago. And he helps uh, the Cincinnati Bengals have one of the best wins that we have seen so far this season, everybody in Jacksonville outside of the loss tonight, they are going to be paying close attention to what the hell is going on with the status of Trevor Lawrence, Uh, that leg that inside of his ankle got stepped on by his own offensive lineman. Uh, Trevor Lawrence went down onto the field. He could not get up. He tried to get up, couldn't stand up, couldn't put weight on that right ankle. He took a knee, he threw his helmet, and then he was attended to by the team's training staff as they walked him straight to the back. It initially looked like he might have broken that ankle, but we're going to find out sooner than later What's going on Trevor Lawrence has suffered an ankle sprain and he will undergo an MRI on Tuesday where we will find out the extent. And he just now joins a long list of NFL quarterbacks who have gone down so far this season. Joe Burrow wrist Kirk cousins, Achilles Daniel Jones, that ACL Kenny Pickett, Had ankle surgery this morning after his high ankle sprain against the Cardinals. Anthony Richardson, done with that shoulder. Aaron Rodgers, who knows what his status is. He blew out his Achilles to start the season. Deshaun Watson, done with a broken shoulder. You can't make this up. Add Trevor Lawrence to the list now of injured QBs. Is it something in the water? Are all the NFL QBs this unlucky? Or the offensive lines this, this damn bad? It's pretty pathetic. Hopefully uh, Trevor Lawrence can see things the rest of the way here as the starter for the Jags. Nobody wants to see C.J. Beathard throw a football besides his own family. Nobody wants to see this. It's the JR Sport Reef Show here with you on CBS Sports Radio. The final score down in Jacksonville. The Bengals 34, Jacksonville 31. We're going to get into more of the game when we come back on the other side. We're going to talk about some NBA in-season tournament action. We already have one winner with the Pacers, the Pelicans, and Kings. They're battling for another spot. We'll keep you up to date. We'll talk about it here on CBS Sports Radio.